everyone, and welcome back to the Dream Life Loading Podcast, Season 2, Episode 8. I'm your co-host, Sky, And I'm your co-host, Susan. How are you today, Sky? I'm good, Susan. We both are here with our hot cocoa. We're having our... I feel like we, we haven't decorated quite yet, but we have entered Christmas season in my mind, so I'm feeling full cozy vibes today, and we were on vacation last weekend, so we got back yesterday, and I'm just getting back into the swing of things, and now I'm like fully ready for Christmas. It was like, we'll have our little Lake Como weekend, and now it's like, we're I'm ready. I'm in it. So I'm feeling good. How are you? I'm so good. Your trip looked amazing. Can we have a minute to like call out the bows in your hair? Because they look so good. Every picture Nick took, which like you have trained that man to be such a good photographer. But every picture I was like, the bows, like just your outfits were so well pieced together. And I was just like, I scrolled through everyone. I was just applauding because I couldn't choose a favorite. You know that you have a solid deck of photos when I can't be like, no, that one should have been first. You just, you put them in the perfect order. I was so proud. High praise. No, the bows. And you know what? Like bows are so trendy right now, which obviously I'm here for, but like, you know, I have been a bow girl. You've always been a bow girl. Like I picture my wedding dress. Like I I've always pictured like a beautiful satin ball gun with a bow on the back. Like I've always said that. And I remember people Mm -hmm. like, Oh, really a bow. And it's like, well now it's trendy. Now you think it's nice, you know, but (laughs) I do love my bows. And I, I have, I think I need a red bow. Don't you think that that would just add to my collection? 1000%, especially for this season, like your black, like sleek outfits with a red bow. It's a need, not a want. I agree. But thank you. No, it was, it was awesome. And um, obviously, the outfits, I had a lot of fun putting together. But that is, I feel like I could do a whole episode talking about like how to pack for small weekends like that. But I literally like had those outfits planned and I rolled them all together so that like when I got to the Airbnb, I just took it out and it was like, okay, my sweater, my jeans, literally down to my socks. It was all like in this one little bundle. And it was like, I'm yep. not, I don't even have to think about it. So yeah, we had a very good time. It was nice. It was beautiful. I'm so happy for you that you got to do that because that has been on your list forever. It has. And it's one of those things that you'd never expect to go to like a vacation-y summery spot like Lake Como in November. But obviously that's Nick had um, the weekend off from hockey. And so it made sense and it was cheaper and it wasn't busy. It was like, I highly recommend hitting places like that during the off season because it's going to be just as beautiful, if not more beautiful. And it's not busy. So we had a great time. That's so nice. We had a like we had company this weekend, which was great. And we were very disconnected from our phones, which is perfect because that's what our episode today is about. Like how do like how do how do we want to put this? Like curb your addiction with your phone? I was gonna say I was gonna steal um a title from your blog from months ago, but we're we're trying to break up with our phones here. Yeah, we are big time. Like I'm so sick of it. Yep. And it's so funny because I, this past weekend, obviously I was on my phone a lot less, but then I'm also on my phone a lot more because we're taking photos and whatever. And it was like, I want to be able to use my phone in healthy ways. And I think that's because I had texted you on our way home yesterday. And I was like, can we do this episode? And you're like, oh my God, I was going to ask you the same thing. I'm like, what are the odds that like, this is a topic that we've even talked about. Like, I don't know why it came up for both of us, but it did. It's like, I want to be able to go on my phone and take a photo and then put my phone away. But my brain, it's like, if I open my phone, I even notice like I will check my email app before I close out of my phone every single time, just because it's habit. Like, it's like, oh, I'll do this, this, and this, and then I'll check my email and then I'll close my phone. 
And I do that with Instagram, TikTok, Snapchat. Like I am so addicted to, I think like social media apps that I don't need to be opening every 30 seconds. And it's just, I have no reason to, it's just my brain and like, it's the muscle memory that it's, that's what I need. So it, I guess it's not breaking up with your phone, but it's reforming your relationship with your phone. Absolutely. I know for me, like text messages, I've been so bad lately with, like, I'll see them. And sometimes I see them and I'm like, okay, I form a response in my head and then I just don't send it. But then the issue with that is that I eventually go back and I'm like, oh my God, I have 12 people that I actually care about that I do want to engage with. And then it feels overwhelming to like text 12 people back and then more or less get 12 responses in a very closed period of time. And it's like, I need to start sectioning out time. Like, okay, I'm available for text messages, almost like my work calendar, like find times of the day where it's like, okay, I'm actually going to sit and be present because I know that a text message, like for you and I, we text more than we call. So like when I'm texting with you, I want to be present and engaged. And like, it's, let's be honest. It's nice to go back and forth with someone in this, like while you're sitting there, not like, text and then walk away. And then I don't know, like, I like the consistency of a conversation, especially if you're having an actual conversation that you would be like on the phone. Um, but yeah, just like, honestly, scheduling time for me, that's what I need to work on. Like, okay, this is, if we're going to be on our phone right now, we're going to be scrolling, or we're going to be responding and actively participating in conversations, Mm -hmm. that sort of thing. Yeah. And I think I'm, I'm almost the opposite where if, if someone texts me, I have a really hard time not responding right away. And then Mm -hmm. it gets me into situations where I'll be like sitting at lunch or sitting, like wanting to, or somewhere where I should be present in what's actually happening. And then I get this text that's not urgent. I'm like, Oh, I feel bad. I, I want to respond to that person. And now it's like, well, now I'm pulled away. And so I, I agree with you. And I think it's almost like the opposite, but it could have the same solution where there needs to be scheduled time. Like if I'm sitting at dinner, I'm not going to be on my phone and I need to just be okay with turning that off. And I think we've talked about this before, but focus modes have helped me, especially my weekend focus modes turns off a lot of notifications for me. And I've noticed if I have less notifications, I will turn to my phone less because they're let there's obviously less reason to open it. So that's helped me, but still like I, I need to be okay with letting a text sit for a couple hours or even 10 minutes. Cause sometimes it's yeah. like, I have to respond right now. Yeah. Not, not like, I think your people know if they need to get in contact with you, they, they know how to do that. And so. Absolutely. Especially when you have a significant other. Chris always has his phone on him. Like if someone can't get a hold of me, whether I'm ignoring them or I just don't have my phone on, then they they will call Chris if they absolutely need to get a hold of one of us. Um, I have found. What are the odds someone needs you and chooses to reach out via text? Like that never happens. If it's urgent. Not urgent. Right. So I need to get in that mindset too. Sorry. What were you saying? Um, The other thing is like, if someone's upset with you that you didn't answer your phone, because we all have someone in our circle that's like that, that's a them problem. You have no obligation because I find that that's when on the weekends, we've been really good about not being on our phones. But then when I get to it, I'm overwhelmed with the amount of things I miss. And then I feel guilty that I didn't 
deal with them. And that's like an emotional thing that I need to work through. But that is something that I've noticed in the last couple of weeks. It's like, oh, like I missed a call from them. And then I feel bad that I didn't get to it. Yep. And the other thing I found that has helped on the weekends in not using my phone is take, I don't wear my Apple watch Saturday or Sunday Same. and you just don't get notifications. And it is so free because you can actually put your phone in another room and not be bombarded all the time. The Apple watch has so many amazing benefits, but also so many toxic benefits. And I think toxic, not benefits, toxic traits, but I think my phone addiction got worse when I started wearing an Apple watch and Nick wears a workout band tracker that doesn't have um, a screen. So he doesn't get notified when texts come in. And so he gets all the benefits of the fitness side of the Apple watch without Mm -hmm. like being feeling like it's just like you feel like no matter what it you're always being contacted. And obviously that's a choice that I have the notifications on and I allow it to go through like that. But yeah, I started doing the, the no Apple watch on the weekends, I think over the summer and it's just kind of become habit. I put it on if I go to the gym or go for a walk and then just take it right off. And it's, it's a really nice little like. Reset. Have you noticed that if you put your watch on D and D that it dies faster? No, mine will not last. So like I get up at 4am. So I understand that like I'm asking a lot of my Apple watch, but if I use D and D on my actual watch, not my phone, my watch is dead by 4pm. <gasps> really? And- I'm like, that is so interesting to me. Like it uses, you would think it uses more power to be getting notifications all day than to not be. But the other thing is, if you think about it, like we all know that feeling that, or maybe we don't all know this feeling, but if you have had a video go viral on TikTok, you know that like literal chemical release in your brain when you're getting all these notifications and it's rising and rising and rising, you sit there just scrolling and like refreshing to see the numbers grow. Like we know what that feels like. And I feel like when we get our notifications on our phone, it makes us feel important and almost like, like the world needs us in some way or another. And I feel like it kind of gives that same release. I know that if I put my phone on DND, sometimes I will literally just not without thinking, just instinctually feel left out mm-hmm. or I'll feel like, Oh, abandoned. That's yeah. the word I'm looking for. Like, Oh, no one cares. And it's like, no, that's not it at all. But it's so weird that our, like my brain, I feel like it's wired like that now. No, I because I, through the last 10 years of my life, I've been addicted to notifications. Yep, for sure. And I think, yeah, notifications are the, are a huge piece of it. And then the other side of it is, I know you're, you're pretty good about this. I am terrible about this. It's just the doom, not even doom scrolling, but just like, I notice I'll open an app like when I'm outside, like at the grocery store or something, like I go to check my grocery list and now I'm on TikTok. I'm like, why am I even here? You know, and yeah. so I'm trying to be more like when those things happen, just like literally questioning myself, like, why did I open this app? You know, like, and if you start questioning yourself, then like slowly you kind yeah. of like catch yourself, but it obviously takes time. And I also, I utilize the, um, the screen time that it tells you like every Sunday, it gives you your screen report and like, yeah. okay, so mine's usually around like five and a half to seven hours, depending on how the week I would say mine's between six and seven, but it also counts this part. I didn't know it does count across your devices. So if I'm watching Netflix all day, that counts towards it, Are which you- I did not because I was like, I was, mine came in last week and it was six hours and something. And I'm like, I know for a fact, I wasn't on my phone that long. So I went in and looked 
and it had Netflix and I never watched Netflix on my phone. So it's picking up from all your devices too, which is are separated because my iPad gives me a separate download of like screen time. No, mine are linked together. Mine are the same. But okay, so I see the screen time and I'm like, oh my God, I spent, let's say six, six hours a day on my phone. It's like, okay, sure. Like we have calls on our phones. Like there are a lot of good aspects of our phones, especially being long distance. I love being able, like the flexibility of being able to communicate with anyone I want, wherever I want is a privilege. And I'm never going to say that like we shouldn't have our phones and have that ability, but it's the time where I literally will look up and be like, an hour has gone by and I've been sitting here doing nothing productive, just scrolling. Yeah. So those are the moments where I'm like, okay, like we can turn that six hours into either like six hours a day of actual productive time because there could be productive time on your phone yeah. or let's cut it down to five and spend that one hour. Like I think for me, I can't just cold turkey and say like, I'm not going to go on my phone because I know that's not going to be realistic. So I'm trying like if I catch myself opening just to scroll, like, okay, let's, instead of just stopping it, let's swap the habit. Cause I think that's going to be an easier way to transition into like some more yeah. habits. So like reading, I know if I'm in a good book, I'm on my phone so much less. Cause even like for lunchtime, I'll pick up my book to read instead of scrolling on TikTok. So reading is a huge one, even turning on the TV. I know that's like kind of replacing one bad habit for another, but if you're presently focused on like your show or your movie, that is I think better than just the random scrolling when you're not even paying attention. So little things like that. And I'm really trying to get back into journaling and I feel like this could be another episode too, but I have been so like, I have not wanted to grab for my journal in months. It just hasn't, I've been so out of the, like out of practice. And I just, I used to feel like I would wake up and want to write and I haven't been feeling that way. So I actually, I want to switch my journaling style and kind of see if like changing it up gives me a little bit more like incentive to start journaling. So I thought like book journaling and putting like receipts from things or photos in and things like that would be like a fun creative outlet and get me back into journaling. So that's something you could replace the habit with instead of just like the random scrolling for no reason. Absolutely. Yeah. I like that. So for me, I start scrolling when I'm anxious So when I realize that I'm doing it, I try to address like, okay, why are we anxious? And why are we like trying to distract ourselves from that? But on the average day, I, we've talked about it before, but I have my three scroll rule. So if I am not within three scrolls, if I'm not learning something, laughing at something or inspired by something, I'm closing out of the app. I can go open another app, but I'm not coming back to that app until I've done a couple other things. And that has been huge because you're just, being mindful of what you're consuming. And I think being mindful is the whole basis of this, because if you're having like, we love a good rot day, like you're having a rot day and you're like, I want to sit on TikTok for six hours. Like you are like, great. You've made that choice, go and do it. But then like, there's the other situations where you don't want to be doing that. So just be mindful. Like, are you choosing to spend your time on TikTok? Great. You've made the choice versus you are choosing hopefully to not. So just- Yeah, being mindful, it makes a big difference. And it's something that I actively continue to try and do because it's not easy. Yeah. You are the queen of organizing like your home screen. And I feel like that is a huge thing too. If I used to have like TikTok was saved on like the bottom bar that you can have like the four all the time. TikTok for a couple of years, I think I stopped when Chris and I moved in together, but 
Before that, TikTok was like pinned right there. It was like phone, text message, TikTok. And that's just wild to me now because I never imagined having a social media app down there. Now it's music. It's literally the three that I need, music, phone, and text. Um, But I think how you organize and set your phone up too. I know when I'm trying to be on social media less, I delete the apps off my home screen. So I have to actively go search. And then it's like, okay, actually I have to like look this up. When I was trying to break my habits really bad, like it was to a point where I was spending, I don't even probably 10 hours a day on social media. Um, and I would log out of every app and I would force myself to log back in and not like face recognition, log in, like actually type in my password. Yeah. And I, that cured me pretty fast because you only want to waste your time doing that so much. That's a really good idea. I, I think I want to try, um, moving where the apps are on my home screens right now. They're on like the second page all in a folder. And I think I know where they are. And so I just, mm-hmm. but I'm even thinking like if I, I did, I had Instagram off my home screen for a while. So I'd have to go search it. Like you said, and that really helped yeah. so maybe doing that again and just, Ooh change in any sort of way is just going to reteach your brain. So if you teach your brain that like, like even Pinterest, I think is like the best social media app. Cause it's, I don't really find it addicting. It's just a healthy, no like jealousy. Uh, no one's going to inspire. It is. It's just inspiring. So I think I'll leave Pinterest, but I think I get bored of Pinterest faster than I get bored of like a TikTok or an Instagram, which is great. So I can leave yeah. Pinterest where it is, move the more toxic ones off the home screen, and then I'll go to like muscle memory. I'll have me click in that folder and I'll go on Pinterest because that's what's there. And then after five minutes, I'll be done. Yeah, this one is Instagram specific, but I was scrolling the most on Instagram and I realized it was because I was trying to weed through my feed to see like what I actually wanted to see. Yes. Binge who you follow. Binge unfollow people because... Once you get rid of all the like fluff or loudness, you're going to be able to see like, I really just want to see my friends and maybe the Kardashians on Instagram. Like that, that's all I'm there for. Um, So just going through and like ruthlessly deleting people. I remember I did my clean out a couple months ago and I deleted thousands of people yep. and it's, that's okay. Like you don't need to be seeing your ex-best friend from second grades stuff if you're not actively in their life like I did and it's not a personal thing either no 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 I did it after I graduated and it's like okay well I met that girl at a frat party and then we ran into each other a few times and it's like do I even know her last name you know it's like gotta go it it is I think I never really thought about it that way that sometimes you're just scrolling to see someone's post that you actually want to see yeah I always think that was that's Yeah. I always think about, um, times when I'm alone, whether like I'm shopping alone or I'm waiting for someone somewhere or I'm waiting for a doctor's appointment, whatever, like in situations where you're alone, I I am really bad about picking up my phone and just going on social media or going on something just because I don't want to be sitting without doing anything. And I think it's something that a lot of us deal with. And it's like a a big confidence thing is sitting somewhere just focusing on what's around you is so scary. Like, like being aware that you're alone, no one else is thinking about you in the way that you are. But I think I sit there and I'm like, Oh my God, everyone's going to like wonder why I'm here alone or whatever. And you pick up your phone and you get in your bubble and then you feel safe. 
So trying to break Mm -hmm. that, allow yourself to be uncomfortable, just sitting in silence without needing the distraction of a screen is something that I would really like to work on. It's definitely a security thing. I saw a video probably two or three years ago. I was sitting at a Chinese restaurant waiting for my takeout and I had one AirPod in and I was listening to it and she was talking about being in a restaurant and there was this girl who walks in who like looks around, smiles, does not pick up her phone. And she's like the confidence that this woman had. And I remember taking my AirPod out, putting my phone in my pocket. And that was the last time I actively was on my phone in public. I try so, unless I'm actually responding to someone or dealing with something for like dream life loading work, um, I'm not on my phone in public. And now it was so uncomfortable. But that night when in the Chinese restaurant, I put my phone away. I talked to two different people that we were all waiting for food. And we were just like, one guy was grumbling about how it was taking so long. And the other guy was like, oh, you look kind of familiar. And then we talked for, you know, the last 10 minutes that we were waiting for food. But it's such a thing. Like if you can, because if once you stop being on your phone or looking down at your phone, you're going to see everyone else on their phone. And like just being aware of your surroundings is huge. Mm -hmm. I agree. And it's so good for you to be okay with yourself, like not needing to turn mm-hmm. to a security blanket, like you said, like whether it's, and I think it's your phone. Like I, I think there's even like eating alone in a restaurant. I think if if a lot of people aren't even comfortable doing that, I know that's something that's definitely out of my comfort zone, but in the situations I have, I feel like I'm on my phone the whole time. Like it feels so intimidating to sit somewhere without having a distraction. And I think even like as a good stepping stone, like start bringing your, a book with you. And, yeah. sit and read a book. And cause that, not that it matters what other people think, but it does give off a much more inviting vibe than if you're sitting there on, yeah. your phone. but it's also, I think better use of your time. If you're sitting, waiting for something, mm-hmm. you pick up a book and read for 15 minutes instead of just yeah. literally being on your phone so that you don't look like you're alone, which is what yes. I, do. I waited at Jared for an hour, like two months ago. Um, And I was like 25 minutes into this waiting. I was like, well, I've already waited this long. I'm just going to stick it out. And I was the only one who was in there alone. And I had my Kindle on me. And I was like, okay. Like I was reading a really good book anyway. So I just pulled my book out and was reading. And the lady was like so apologetic when she got to me. And I was like, seriously, like, I'm okay. Like I had my book. I'm fine. Um, And it's, I don't know. It's one of those things where we're so, I just feel like we lose humanity when we're all just sitting there with our heads down. And like, if one person is like looking around, then like maybe one other person will pick their head up too. It's a photo that I feel like it resurfaces around the holidays. I don't know why, um, where it's like the family that's just sitting at the Tate, like a very nice restaurant, all with their heads in their phones. Yeah. And it's just horrifying. And like, I, especially out at restaurants, I very, I try very, very hard to not be on my phone, whether like we all have to snap a picture, picture of the food. Like, of course, yeah. not okay in my book, but it's it looks terrible. And like, you really want to look back on like your nice meal and like, can't remember any of the conversations you had because you were all sitting in your phones talking to other people. Like it's, yeah. it's terrible. It's, it is, it's, it is. It's, and for me, it's embarrassing. Like there have been times where Chris and I are both checking emails or something like trying to get un- like disconnected, but still had a couple of loose ends we need to tie up and we're sitting at a restaurant and the waitress comes over 
And we have both even said to like each other, like the waitress comes over, we're both on our phones, put our phones down. We're like, oh my God, that was so embarrassing. Like, like we, we're here to be together and we're both like had our heads buried in our phones. Mm-hmm. But yeah. we also grew up in a time where like dinner time was a time of connection with our family. Yes. And that is not necessarily the traditional case nowadays. Yeah. And I'm learning that, that like a lot of people don't eat dinner with their families every night or like, and obviously everyone has a different way of the, of going about right. the household and whatever. But for me, even like my brother and I got phones pretty early just with like my dad's perfect. It was just always the way it was, but phones did not come to the table. It was just, no. you didn't, you didn't, it was a time to connect with people you were actually around versus the yeah. people you can talk to all day on your cell phone. We had to do um, marriage classes to get married in the church that we did. Right. And I remember him asking if we had dinner at the table every night. And Chris and I were like, oh, like we usually eat in the living room. At the time we were living in the apartment, it was just more comfortable, to be honest. And he was like, well, what are you going to do when you have a family? And I was like, well, then we both were instinctually were like, well, we'll definitely eat at the table then. And he was like, but you're already a family. The two of you are a family. And Chris and I both looked at each other like, shit, he's right. And after that, like, we well, we, we either eat at the kitchen table or the dining room table. If we're watching, like, football or whatever, then it's, you know, the living room. But we try to prioritize that time because, like, you you are, your like, with your family, whether it's one, two, three, however many. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I agree. I always notice if I'm, like, actively trying to not be on my phone in a situation, if someone else picks up their phone, I immediately pick up mine. Yeah. I'm like, oh, you picked up yours. So now it's fine for me to pick up mine. And I even like. But if you don't, I will, like, if Chris picks his up, I will actively just stare at him. Obviously, don't do this with like acquaintances, but I will just stare at him until he's like, oh, well, this isn't what we're doing. And sometimes, don't get me wrong, we do veg out on the couch and we just, you know, we're on our phones. But if we're just having like our us time, and we also schedule time like from six to 7 30. We no phones for either of us. Like that is our time to sit and be together and talk and like quality time. Mm-hmm. Yep, I agree. And like you, like we said earlier, it's being intentional. So like you have that intentional time where you're on your phones vegging, mm-hmm. and then you have your intentional time where you're not on your phones. And I yep. think that's, that's what it's all about is just being intentional. I think that's all I have. I think same. I feel like I have a lot of good things to leave with to try and break up with my phone or you know what? Well, we're just changing our relationship. We we have to have yeah. a conversation with our phones and restructure our relationship. Yes. All about communication. Yes. <laughs> so what is your favorite of the week? Well, you actually stole my favorite of the week, which it was just my, my hair accessories. Just, <laughs> I've been having so much fun with headbands and bows and ribbons and mm-hmm. it's getting to be cold. So I was wearing some beanies and stuff last week too. And I just, I love a, I love a hair accessory. It's what a fun way to elevate an outfit. What a fun way to like make two pieces of clothing now turn into like an outfit. It's kind of how I look at it, but yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm so in on the everybody wearing bows. I'm, I'm so here for it. I think I love all like, have you seen on TikTok people are putting um, like bow ribbons on their Christmas trees and stuff. Yes. Oh, like yeah. you know I'm doing that. I just I think it's like the most feminine, girly. I I love it. So I and you've always yeah. been a headband queen. So I've been getting into headbands a little bit more too recently. But it's just fun. It's a fun way to spice it up. It is fun. I love that. 
So my hair related as well. I got a Dyson dupe free from TikTok shop. Um, and the thing works amazing. I've never, I don't have the Dyson to compare it to, but I'm really impressed. I did my hair with it this morning Looks and good. it was much faster than I thought it was going to be. This was one of those days where it was like, oh, I could be my hair wash day. I was like, but I'm going to just try it. Like if this is a bust, I'll shower like and wash my hair. Um, and it came out really cute. So I'm very excited to learn my new tools. I like it. Anything is better than the $600 Dyson, honestly. Yeah. One thousand percent. Yeah. It's always, it's always in the back of my mind. I'm like, I cannot justify a $600 curling iron. Like, no. and it seems like people that have them spend half their trying, trying to figure out how to use it. Yes. And if I'm going to spend $600, it should be the easiest thing to use. Yes. And not time consuming whatsoever. Yeah. Like I don't want to buy this thing. And then like, I see these poor girls on the internet that are like, Oh, I just bought my Dyson. Like, hopefully I'll figure out how to use it. Like my curls don't really look good so far. And I'm like, that sounds like a terrible purchase. Yeah. Yeah. I don't love that. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it I, I would love one, but I also don't, you know, it's one of those things. Like if I had, even if, if I you had like, yeah. a budget for it, I still don't know if I'd be able to like get it. Cause it's like, yeah, no, um, anyways, my, if I had a budget for that, I'd just get a bl- professional blowout every morning. Seriously. Yeah. That's a way better use. <laughs> um, also notice how dark it's getting here. Like, yeah. Yeah. In the past 30 minutes, it's basically dark in here now. Yeah. Ugh. Um, <laughs> my mantra, this is not really a mantra, but this is like, this is what I've been focusing on the past week is, which actually relates so perfectly to this episode, but it's really focusing on what is in front of you and like what's real, like what can you, what do you know, what can you see, what can you actively focus on? Because I think I get very overwhelmed in social situations where I'm like either thinking about like, I don't want to say the wrong thing or after I'm like, oh, did I upset somebody or all these different like scenarios of like the what ifs and like what's happening before, what happened after, whatever. And so I'm really focusing on like just grounding in what is in the present, like even like it sounds crazy, but it helps. Like if you're sitting somewhere like, okay, that chair is blue. This person is sitting next to me. Like these little things yeah. really help to keep you present and not like spiraling with thoughts. So I really, if you're someone that gets like overwhelmed or just like if your brain won't slow down, it feels like this is like really helping me. So I recommend just giving it sound. It feels so stupid to sit there in your head and be like, you're literally playing I spy, at least is how I do it just with yourself. But it makes a difference. It really does. Oh, I like that. I practice that when I'm very anxious. Exactly. Yep. Um. So my favorite quote of the week is this is either going to break my heart or bring it back to life. And it's Taylor Swift's electric touch I think that's the song um and that has just been I don't know my on repeat I had to have some blood work done the other day and I put my headphone in and I put that song on because the first I think the first part of it is like breathe in breathe out it's gonna be okay or something along those lines and that just grounds me and humbles me in ways and that song has just been getting me through all the things lately so I really like that piece And I feel like that line is very like this Taylor era that she's in right now with, I mean, it looks like she is in love with Travis Kelsey and I am here for it. So it makes me so giddy. It's, it's just like, I feel like we know her 
with the way like and so it's just so it's yep. so nice to see somebody that like is oh. so deserving of that love and like the way he talks about her like he is so famous and successful on his own but you would never think so by the way he treats her it's like she is the world and he's just living in it and like she is Ken her. and she is Barbie it really is like that and it's I know this I, I I hope that this is this is it for her because I love it and I I yep. love that quote I feel like is so in line with it where at least her public relationship it seems like one thousand percent and I saw a TikTok this morning and it was like if they have a kid it's gonna be like Troy Bolton yes. won't be able to between sports and singing and I died I was like this is too good I saw the that. internet where the world is going to lose it. it like imagine their wedding no I can't I they're engaged I feel like they're gonna get engaged fast and I think they're like it's not even going to be a big thing. They're just going to be like, yeah, we're engaged. Like, of it's course we're engaged. very, like, Taylor, like, it's going to be announced and no one's going to see it coming. You know? Like, yeah. Really it's going to be such a whirlwind. Oh, my God. I'm so here for it. And the way he holds her hand, he, like, never drops her hand. When she ran to him. Yes. No, that was precious. Like, and you can see the pure joy on both of them. And like, she just, she deserves it. She really, really does. He does too. He seems like a great yeah. man. <laughs> and like, I just love that he dances. Like his, yes. every time I see a video of him dancing, like getting a touchdown or whatever, it literally reminds me of her in the original Shake It Off video. They have the same, It like at least the way they portray themselves publicly, it looks like they have the same energy. Which, yes. honestly, like, you should be with someone that matches your energy. So I'm so happy yeah. that it's, like, I, it's such an odd pairing when you think about it. But I love it. They found each other. I'm here for it. And there's so many things, like, all these old interviews that people are digging up. And it's, like, the one where they're, like, if you could go any place in the world, where would you want to go? And she's, like, Kansas. I love Kansas. Like, what are the odds? And did you? She was, like, 16. Her, um... July 4th post from this July where she was like independent girlies like see you tomorrow Kansas City it's like oh Taylor did you know everything is everything's aligned it is I'm so happy for her me too (laughs) all right guys you know the drill like and subscribe if you're on YouTube and leave us a review if you're on any other streaming platform thank you for watching and listening